Yo, what's going on, everybody, man? Thanks for checking out last week's episode. You know, I always say thank you because, you know, if, if you're not paying attention, man, people are supporting you even when you don't, like, even even when you don't see it, people are supporting you. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Check out last week's episode. To this week's episode, yo, I got my man, Anton, my man. It's just great. My man, ADS. I call him ADS because that's his photography name. But it, you got to see, this guy is just great, man. He 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 breaks down a lot of stuff. In terms of photography, he breaks down all kinds of things. And it, we talk about a whole range of different subjects, man. And um, you're going to get, you're gonna hear him about how he, he transitioned from the corporate life to the freelance life and how it wasn't easy and how he had to make a lot of changes, but he grew. So we're going to be talking about that and we're going to talk about a few other things, man. So stick around, listen, enjoy the show, man. And if you got any questions or concerns, man, definitely hit me up, man. All right. Um, that's about it right now. Just check out the show, all right? Peace. Yo, what's going on, everybody, man? Welcome back to the Brian Johnson Show. Listen, this is episode 12. <laughs> like, 12, mind you. Like, I've done a couple. Now, at this point, like, this is a few months in. Nice. It's been a minute. I got my man here, man. Nice. My man, ADS. Yo. Yo. So... Son. What's up? What's uh, up? Yo, first and foremost, let me just, like I do with everybody, but let me just tell you about this man, right? I've known this man since high school. I remember him. He used to get all the chicks. Let me oh, tell, you, let me tell you about boy. Come this on. boy was a player from the Himalayas. Come on, man. <laughs> but first and foremost, this guy, this guy is cool as hell, man. He's an honest person. Thanks, bro. He talks to, he t- he, but I say that about a lot of people I've interviewed. I said they're honest and stuff, but really when I come right down to it, this guy He's been my photographer. I've used him for shoots and stuff, man. And he's been on the up and up. And when I needed something to get taken care of, he took care of it. Thanks. When he put he put his editing down on it, he 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 went above and beyond to help me out. And one thing I can say is I appreciate you, man. And this is Absolutely. this guy is a photographer for real, Thanks, for real, man. for real, for real. So introduce yourself, man. Tell people who you are, man. What's good? All right, man. My my name is Antoine Smith, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, my photography brand is called ADS Photography. Yes. And ADS stands for Antoine Dior Smith. So that's what the acronym is. Dior is my middle name. Um, I started in 2012 of when I when I, I seriously started taking photography serious in 2012. And here we are, 2018, and there's been a lot of growth. It's been a, a, a nice little journey. I'm having, I'm having fun with it. That's what I'm talking about right now. So, bro, all right, so you started in 2012. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to take you a little farther back because yeah, I've known good. you for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about when you got out of school, I know you went to school. Now, what happened like after you left, after you left high school? Cause that's the last time I saw you. All right, so... I went to Montclair State University, mm-hmm. um, and I had got accepted to Hampton, and Hampton was about 18000 a year, and my mom had a real conversation with me, and she said, look, I know you want to go to Hampton. I know some of your friends are going to Hampton, but mm-hmm. 18000 is, we, we, we can't do that. Um, and I respected 
I respected her for that because you know what? Money doesn't grow on trees. Been there before. We weren't big time. We were not rich, yeah. and Montclair was much more affordable. And I wasn't. I wasn't far. I, I dormed though. She did. She did want me to dorm mm-hmm. because when she was younger and she did the college experience, it was yeah. more of a community college. It was CCNY that she went to. Right. So she. Your family's get, from originally from New York, right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. I'm from Brooklyn. My mom is from Brooklyn. My dad is from Brooklyn. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So your original. So I'm sorry, Ferry. Well, don't. It is um, you. You started out in Brooklyn, yeah. And your people's moved to, moved here to Teaneck. Moved to Teaneck. Yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. I'm a okay. transplant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you, you feel like you're a Jersey guy now? Uh, yeah. I, you know, it, you know. I spent 12 years in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but those 12 years was so. It was such. It was such an impressionable time because you go from being a baby to a boy mm-hmm. to a preteen, yes. and those are some really crazy years. A lot of changes, mm-hmm. a lot of growth. Yeah, um, and I feel like I grew up a little fast. Like I felt like at twelve years old, I was very privy to a lot of things. And even though someone would look at me as a child, mm-hmm. I still felt like my brain was almost like a man's. New York was a different place then. Period. Yeah, New York. East Flatbush. East Flatbush was a yeah. whole different place. East Flatbush, Brooklyn, a boy growing up in Brooklyn in the 80s and uh, the beginning of the 90s. Wow. I mean, this is crack era. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is is heavy. That's a heavy time, man. The transition from the 70s to the 80s, all of that, like... And you came over at Teaneck and win at that point. What year was that? Nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. So that was like I think who was in, uh, who was Clinton was just in office, right? I Olympics had just happened. Think yeah, I think yeah. Ninety two. Well, that was yeah, that was a year the the um, Jordan and all them went down to Barcelona. Barcelona. So that was the first like Barcelona. That was like a big Olympics for me as a kid growing up. I that was yep. a big big Olympics. Like yeah, it's a major. That was a major time. I don't. I can't really explain it. I could just tell you it was it was mage mage as they say. Yeah, that was that was a great time. Yeah. yeah. So you come over in ninety two, mm-hmm. and you go through Teaneck and everything. The adjustment was probably a little like wow. Okay, so I'm out here in the burbs. Yeah, it so was different. It was different. Very different. This is and so when you got to high school, so mm-hmm. you, at that that point, most people begin to start to stretch out. From what I've understood. By a lot of my friends who came over from New York and they they got translated here to Teaneck. Mm-hmm. Did you start like feeling like you got to get back to your roots in Brooklyn, or did you like fully ingrain yourself in this area? Um, now, are you talking about me at twelve years old? Or are you talking about a little bit later, like in? in I'm talking high like school? tenth tenth grade high school tenth time grade. when things begin to change. You know what I mean? Um, by tenth grade, I had made so many dope friends out here, man. Mm-hmm. That um, I. I grew to love New Jersey. Uh, when I first moved to New Jersey, I was yeah. complaining like that first year. <laughs> it was different. Yeah. But by tenth, by 10th grade, yeah. I had already made some great friends and mm. I love Jersey because it was just, it was, I didn't have to watch my back as right. much. Yeah. Um, you know, crime wasn't as crazy. Yeah. I was still literally 15 minutes away from New York with no traffic. Mm-hmm. And at by 10th grade, I had realized that New Jersey is not that far from New York. Because when, when, I, when you first move and you're 12 years old, mm-hmm. you don't really no distance like that. Yeah. At least I didn't. You felt like you're in a whole other world. Right. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, Jersey, yeah. I'm far. I moved from Brooklyn. I yeah. miss my friends. Yeah. What am I doing out here? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But you know, by tenth grade you realize that if you get a car and you drive over to the George Washington Bridge, you will be in Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're you're not far from where you were. Yeah. So 
I, I managed to balance. I kept those friendships that I cared about in Brooklyn. I kept right. them, you know, I still, you know, um, contributed to those friendships. Right. But I had made some awesome friends out here, and I, mm-hmm. I started to really love New Jersey. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah. You hear a lot of people when they move out here, they, they uh, it's so different from them, they don't want to conform. They don't want to yeah. change. People don't really learn to, to, to grow outside of that box. Yeah. Now, when you, so now at this point, you're, uh, so could we catch back up? You were going to school. Mm-hmm. Your mom's was like, "All right, listen, you can go to the school in Jersey." Mm-hmm. At that time, did you have any idea about like maybe going into photography? You were just like, "Maybe I'm not even going to go into." It. I know you were started rhyming at one point. Yeah, I I, um, I went to school because that's what you know um, America says you should do. Mm-hmm. So, and I, knew, <laughs> I, I, I funny I, you say that. I yeah. had this conversation the other yeah. day. I always say. There's two types of people that go to college. Yeah. People who want to go to college and people who go to college because that's what they're supposed to that's do. That's what I went to college because that's what I what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no... I had never learned that you should stop after high school, so I had to keep going. Yeah. And I do like to learn. Right. I just don't like being tested. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love to learn. Love to learn. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I had no ambition for photography um, at, at, at that time, mm. but I was the guy that always had my camera in my pocket. Ah, uh, you had the, the cool pics pocket yeah. cameras? Yeah, I, I remember those. I always boy. had the camera. Yeah, I had, I had one of those too. I used to love having that shit on me all the time. I had one of those, especially like events, parties and um, mm-hmm. you know club nights or like you know just hanging out, those thirsty Thursday nights. <laughs> I had the camera with me. I loved pictures. Yeah, yeah. But I had no aspiration to be a photographer at that point mm, in my life. Right. I remember you, I remember so many times running into you, because we both went to the same barber shop and stuff, and I would always run into you every once in a blue here and there. And you were always like, yo, I got this moving. I'm going over here. I'm doing this. Like You always seem like a person who you stay in a, in a steady um, up climb. Like, you don't go down. Like, it's like I always catch you moving here, moving there. Like, you're not one of those people that stick around for the bullshit. Like, if it ain't going down, it ain't happening, I ain't with it. Like, I ain't with this shit, man. Yeah, I, I maybe it's my personality, man. I, I like to stay busy. I like yeah. to stay productive. Yeah. I like to grow. I like to develop. I don't like to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. So, you okay, yeah. so staying in one place uh-huh. is, is not your thing. Not, and I not can, my thing, yeah. <laughs> yo, that's that's such a good thing to be because I, I always think that when people get too complacent, they get lazy. Yeah. They get really fucking lazy. Really, really lazy. Mm-hmm. So um when did you when did the, the so you were out of so you went to school? Mm-hmm. You did you finish school? Did you did you stay in school? Did you go did you left? You were like, I'm out, I'm gonna go do my own thing. No, I finished. I graduated. Fin- graduated. I graduated, graduated September 14th, 2001, three days after September eleventh. <sighs> How was that? How was your life at that time? It was, um, it was bizarre. It was weird. It was weird because you were, we want to celebrate all of the graduates. You want to celebrate, but something so tragic yeah. and deep just happened, and you almost felt scared. It was eerie. Did you feel like guilty about trying to celebrate at that moment? Like, um, why are we celebrating? Like, the we're, we're at war. Like, y- yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know if it's guilt, but mm-hmm. it felt weird. If it, it, it didn't. F- it's like what just happened. What's happening in right. our in our in our country? Mm. But we, you know, we just finished a milestone in our lives, mm. and our parents and our friends and our family. You know, they want to see this. You know, move forward. So you're trying. You're trying to act. Nor- you're trying to get back to normalcy right. after something really crazy just happened. Yeah. So that's that's what it felt like that day. 
It was like, let's get through this and let's get back home. Because you, you wanted to feel safe. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. all about feeling safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I be, I, I remember 9-11 like it, it was like yesterday, man. I remember being at William Patterson. Mm-hmm. I remember I I remember us thinking like uh, somebody was bomb. Well, we saw this truck that was parked in the back of the parking lot, and it was sitting there forever. So we thought there was a bomb in that. I remember going to class, and all of a sudden, like, all the people that were firefighters and, and first responders at that time were like, their phones were going off. And this is Nextel days. And they're running out the damn place. The TV in the science center has got the, like, the buildings are on fire. And then we can see the smoke from the hill. And you can see the smoke. And I was just like, whoa. My gra- at the time, my grandmother worked for Presbyterian. And she worked for Presbyterian in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know. And it's a, that's a huge, huge hospital. And she was there. She, but she didn't work on the floor or anything. She worked at the medical records. But I remember being scared to death because I didn't know what was going on with my grandmother. And then they cut off the highway. We can't leave campus. It was a. If you lived in Jersey at that time, you understand what I'm talking about. But it was, it it was the closest thing to like an apocalyptic moment, I guess, it in really my was. life. It was it, bugged out. It was bugged out even more, even more so when the lights went out for that time being back in '05. Mm-hmm. It still was a wild time. So you graduate, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, all right. I graduated. You go to you go. I'm assuming you got a job at that point. You got into a job at that time. Uh, I got took, took some time away, or what did you do? Uh, so I was working at Lids in Willowbrook, mm. and then um, I transferred to Lids in Garden State Plaza, right? Um, and worked at Lids until I got my first real like marketing job. Yes. So um, working in the mall is an experience, by the way. FYI. Yeah, you know the mall was cool. You know, I because I, I, I worked in the mall. I think everybody worked in the mall. I do. I was, you know. <laughs> It was close to Teaneck, Paramus. It was yeah. close to Teaneck. Yeah. Um, I was in the Macy's cookware sec- section. <laughs> so I know it seems like, what the hell you was doing in cookware? But I am job, and they had given me a job. So I said, <laughs> yes, I will yes. take job. Yes. Thank you for the yeah. job. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. You don't understand. We need, we need those gigs. The clubs are not free for us. This exactly. is our lives. I took the job. Right, right. So I had done Macy's. I had done Lids. Yeah. I put my retail bid in, and then it, it came a point where it's like, yo, I have a degree now. Mm-hmm. You need to get out the mall. All right, okay. Word. So then I finally got my marketing job, mm-hmm. and that was the mail industry. <laughs> so how was that? The, ma- the mail industry? Yes. I, I started at 22, mm-hmm. and I left at 36. Ooh, that's no, a long time. 37. That, I left I left at 37. That's a long time, bro. I, I spent 15 years in the in the in the mail industry. So what's mm-hmm. what started off as just a job mm-hmm. became a career. So explain me exactly how does this work? How does this this industry how does this work? How does this I'm intrigued right now because that's a long time to be somewhere. I've uh, during that time that you were there, I must have had like at least six jobs <laughs> <laughs> in 15 years. Yeah. All right. So the best way for me to describe this industry is um uh, mailing addresses, names, mm-hmm. uh, names, and mailing addresses are being rented. Right. So if you ever go to your mailbox mm-hmm. and you um, wonder how someone got your address, yeah, your name was probably rented. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you um, let's say you were a subscriber to the Source magazine, yes, right, yes, and then um, in you know maybe about four weeks you get a double XL. Um, uh, 
promotion. Yes. And this happened to me plenty of times. They yeah. rented, XXL probably mm-hmm. rented the source's names. But that's mm-hmm. just an example. Okay. Sometimes competitors are not going to do business with each other because they're like, I'm not going to give you my assets so you can build up your company obviously yeah so but some competitors do work together and they'll Mm. do an exchange where there's no money involved Mm. you ship us twenty thousand names and addresses Mm -hmm. and when you want twenty thousand names and addresses you place your order and then we'll ship you twenty thousand names and addresses that's some sick shit man that sounds like what what, what they're doing right now with the information age right now with 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 the with with facebook like that sounds almost almost pretty eerily similar to that that's that's wild direct mail walks that fine line of um privacy because it's your name and your address it's not so yeah that's that's special that's imp- that's private right your right. name your name and your address yeah. but in the mail industry they 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 walk a a, a nice fine line uh, as far as ethics go you're not mm. supposed to do anything ethical like take the names and addresses right. and do modeling on those names and addresses and what, what? what modeling means is when you start to get the um, the age, mm-hmm. the race, the interests of that person, then it starts getting a little bit more like, whoa, how did you know Brian Johnson had an interest mm-hmm. in cars? <laughs> you know, th- your name gets modeled, but they, they can do that. They, mm-hmm. And they can do that based on your, 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 what, you've, what you've purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they're doing right now with Facebook. And yeah. the algorithm does exactly what, you, what you're talking about right there. That's right. the algorithm does exactly for that. Because I can look at something, if I look at something on cars.net, mm-hmm. that joint will pop up, pop up, that ad will pop up on my Facebook feed. Two companies have data. Equifax, you've heard of Equifax? Well, I, yeah, yeah. I was checking my credit today. It's pretty bad. Experian. Ex- yep. Experian is another company. Mm-hmm. And these are these are like data, like mining companies. They mine data. They find segments for right. people who want them. Yeah, wow. So Equifax, credit, they see mm-hmm. stores you buy from. They mm-hmm. see what you're spending your money on. So now they can start to form a profile of Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson... Um, lives in uh, probably um, a a middle class town, mm-hmm. and he has interest in cars. And yeah. they could start to profile you and build who Brian Johnson is without oh, without shit. knowing who you are. That is some scary shit, B. So they can literally cl- they're basically building a profile of you and clone you out, and then they they oh wow, you, your data is really at the end of the day you are you are building a, a freaking log of yourself online everywhere. Oh my god, it's all about data. People yeah. want to market to the right person yeah. because if you're not marketing to the right person, you're not doing your job well. Okay, okay, Jesus. the same way that you want to promote this podcast mm-hmm. to the right people. Right, you got to market to the right people. Yeah, otherwise you're wasting your time, and in their case, wasting money. Mm. Okay. Wow. Just dropped a whole heavy load on there. So you gather this information over time. Mm. Now I'm guessing you've been there about. I'm 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 giving like a, a, a painting a picture here around mm. your time. So so you probably were there like five years. So you're about like 25, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. At that time, how was your life adjusting? Because 25 normally that's when things begin to get strange for some people. For most people, 25 is like a marker year. You're either going to be going forward up in this direction or are you going to be I'm stagnant I'm just staying right here I'm still going to party until my head blows off alright so around the age of 25 I had um, taken a job offer in New York so mm-hmm. I became a commuter and at 25 I was still um, hungry ambitious 
hungry, ambitious, wanting to make more money. Um, that move of uh, that move jumped me up about ten to fifteen grand, so it was well worth it. So same you, same industry, same just, industry, just a competitor. So you're working in New York at that time, right? How's yeah. how's are you are you like? Because I'm I'm going going in deep here, but I always always ask these people because I I never commuted like that to New York. I was never like a real. I never worked in the corporate scene or anything like that. So how was it like? Was did you find yourself? How was that change? For you in your life, that that whole commuter life, because that's my boy Lloyd, as you know, mm-hmm. he did the commuter thing. Yo, he started ingratiating himself into that that after work party life, and it was like it's a whole another life out there. I loved New York because it would the energy was it was vibrant, and mm-hmm. it, and you know the bus ride in is tranquil. You know everybody, you know, pretty much are just like, all right, you know what, we just got up, we're just gonna read our read our books, yeah, listen to our, listen to our music, mm-hmm. and just get to New York. But once you walk out of Port Authority, it's such a, it's pandemonium. It's such a crazy <laughs> rush. Yeah. People are all moving and shaking, and it's crazy because we are all moving toward the money. Mm-hmm. Everybody is moving toward the money. Cash S- rules everything around cash me. Cash rules everything around me. So mm-hmm. the energy just take goes up notches. Yeah. And everybody's moving and shaking in the rat race. Yeah, man. I loved it at 25 because I was 25. Right, I was right. 25. Uh, you know, when spring, summer hits, you got beautiful people walking around, the ladies around, mm-hmm. dresses. It just was the money. <laughs> I'm in Manhattan. I'm making money. Yeah. I'm 25. I'm living on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never one for the after work party. Ah. After working, I wanted to go home. Ah, Okay, okay, okay. I'm a bit introverted in the sense that after I've dealt with people all day, mm-hmm. I like to go and be by myself. I see what you're saying. You like that's peace time. You need I need to time. recharge. Yeah. Because you give a lot. You give a lot. Especially in that industry. Yeah. It's a customer service based job. Right, right. Someone's calling because they need a deal. Mm-hmm. Someone's calling because they're looking for their names. Mm-hmm. It didn't arrive yet. Someone's calling to see what you have new. Mm-hmm. Someone's calling to see... What do you have that we haven't tried yet? Someone is, oh, it's a customer service-based job. And even though I moved into the sales aspect of it, mm-hmm. you still have customers and clients that mm-hmm. want something from you. Right. So the phone ringing, the email, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? And the talk internally is about clients and mm-hmm. how you can service them and give them what they want. So you're basically, you're like, you're all talked out by the end of the day. That, that's exi- That's right. it. By right, that, right. by by six, I want to be back home or on my way home. I dig it. I dig it. I understand that because I I used to be that same way at certain times. Like at one point, I'd be like, I can't, I can't deal. I can't deal. This is too much. You guys are talking too damn much. I can't deal. Yeah. And I talk to people. I used to talk to people every every hour in the hour. I talked to like twenty people in like two hours. It was rough. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot. Now when you okay, so now you're you're incorporated into this new into this life of commuting. Mm-hmm. And it's probably changed your perspective on a lot of things at this point because yeah. you're moving into this point. When did it when did the the thought process of like, okay, maybe I, I, I see some other things. Maybe I can look at some other things. When did you start to think about picking up a camera at that point? 25 I still wasn't thinking about photography I, I, I still <laughs> but wasn't. As, as time went on I'm guessing things some some things started to happen in your life that would lead you here yeah so um I did music I know that's why I was yeah. I wanted to get into the music thing I just didn't okay. know where it came in at this point photography came into my life at 32 
good age because you're a little more mature. 32. When did music come into your life? Music, I re- I used to write rhymes back in high school around the time when Mob Deep, Hell on Earth came out, big Ghost, album, Ghostface, Iron Man came out, Muddy Waters. Yes. Around that time, I was heavily influenced by that Biggie and Jay and just mm. all of that, the A Tribe Called Quest and all of that. I started writing back then. I really love music. Is my first love. That is, I mm-hmm. love music, but. Um, eventually music wasn't paying me for my time. Right. And as you, as you, as I was growing older, I started Mm -hmm. to feel like, how am I spending my time? And Mm -hmm. I invested a lot of time into music. Yeah. I made some great music, man. And Mm -hmm. and it wasn't all in vain, but I started to move into a place where I'm just like, I got into a relationship Mm -hmm. at 29. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a serious relationship. We moved in together. She had a daughter. Mm. I started to have less time to do music. And you had more responsibilities. And I had more responsibilities. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm, I'm being a boyfriend slash stepfather. Mm-hmm. And things just change. Priorities change. How was your friends around that time around you? How was the homies? Um, Everybody's doing their own thing, man. It's, it's try, a crazy try, feeling, trying right? To find it. Try, everybody's yeah. trying to find their way, trying mm-hmm. to find their way, trying to do their thing. Mm-hmm. No love lost. You know, I've always had the type of friendships where it's like, we may not talk every day. Right, right. But you know I care about you. You know the friendship <laughs> yeah. is, is, is sustained. It's not yeah. going nowhere. I'm not going to change unless that person changes or they do something to me. Gotcha. I'm loyal. I'm I'm almost too loyal to a fault. But you have your homies. You I have got your my friends. homies. You got yeah. your homies for life. For life. You can be. You can. I can. I've had plenty of times. And in, in, and I don't mean to hop on T-neck, but man, we got our homies, man. Even I don't know if it's about this area or something like that. But we, I go out of play. I go other places. They like yo. I didn't hold on to my high school friends like that. I don't know. Like I'm like yo. T-neck is different. We, <laughs> it's like a fraternity sorority. Like we, you, if you from here, you understand what I'm saying. But we hold. Once we locked into a crew, that's our crew for life. That's, yeah. that's your people's for life. It don't matter how many years might go by or months go by that you don't speak to that person. It's still, yo, what up, yo? Yeah, it is. What's good, yo? It is. L- l- for us, mm. us, for example, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whenever I see you bumped into you, it's always love. And I'm yeah. just like, yo, this was always a cool, positive brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, had a smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? Crack a little joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know you loved cars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I just knew you was just a cool cat. Appreciate know? that. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Cause I, I, and same thing. Like I always, I always admire about you, Ivan. All you guys is like, y'all still, no matter whatever the situation is, y'all set the example for all of us. Because you guys Thanks, stuck together and ride together, and you guys, you know, it's like you know, it's like that Wu song when when um when Ray say, you know, or no, is it Ray or I think it's Ghostface who say. His seed, marry my seed. That like I understood what he was trying to say. Like this is family for life. It's family for you life. You know what I mean? And it's like teenage people, and even Anglo people. I mean, say hackers people probably are, are the same one way. It's like, you know, you guys are just extended family at the end of the day. Like yeah. you guys are just. I just know you. I know you from around my way. If we OT, then we good mm-hmm. because I know you. You know me. You know what time it is. So we we all ride together. So it's kind of like. No matter where we're at, you can always find somebody from around our way. And that's one thing that I'm blessed to always find, knock on wood, that never ends for my kids or anybody, that I could always find somebody from around my way, man. But yeah, you guys really did set the president because you guys have stayed tight. Yeah. I would say 97, 98, 99, even my class and everyone beyond us, mm-hmm. we've always stayed tight. Tight. It's yeah. been like a, it's like, it's kind of like a community. We know each other. Like, yeah, I know him. 
Like I really know him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we we're family. Yeah. This is family. Yeah, man. man. It's 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 an ill situation. It's not a it's not a joke when we say that. Yeah, it's man. really like it's like it is. We're like. Howard people are kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You went How- to Howard? No, I didn't go to Howard, oh, but okay. I could tell when I've been to a couple of Howard parties and I'm just like, okay. It's like everyone knows everyone. Everybody knows everybody. I'm going to be over here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll be over here with the rest of the outcasts. Hey, outcast Word. person, how are you? Word. So, so Word. It's, 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 but yeah. I understand it. Now, you were into the music. You became, you, you came kind of a stepdad to a child. You were with a woman who, who at that point was probably impacting your whole of a, a life a lot at that point, yeah. I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Now, you're picking up a camera. Were you still with her when you started decided to get into photography, or you were like, "All right, um, I don't know." I I wasn't with her when when I really started to get into photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had broken up. Right. I had moved out, and I had dibbled and dabbled a little bit more with music. Mm-hmm. I've had some things like on my mind that I want to get off and put in music, mm-hmm. but. I bought a camera because I needed another way to express myself. And I just started to feel like music was just becoming too time consuming. Yo, bro, you are a creative for real. I'm trying. Let me I'm keep trying. let me keep, keep it one hundred with you, bro. You're hundred percent a creative because you didn't <laughs> You didn't. I thought you were gonna say because I needed another avenue to make money. You know, you were like, I just needed another way to express myself. That in itself takes balls to say. That's creative. That's a creative one on one right there, bro. Yeah, I, I, I initially wasn't thinking money, mm-hmm. but eventually you want to monetize your art. Your art. Yeah. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a camera, teach Canon T two I, um, first camera, introductory camera, entry level, not even full frame. Just wanted a camera that was better than a point and shoot. I took classes at Unique Photo to learn more about the camera. And Shout that was, out to Unique, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the best things that I could have could have done. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I want to if I'm gonna use this camera, right, right. I wanna learn about this camera and I wanna do things right. I wanna yeah. take I was always looking at pictures. I told you I had the camera in my pocket, mm-hmm. always looking at pictures. And sometimes I would look at pictures and be like, I wish I took that picture. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to show it in my way. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what I mean. Yes, I know exactly what you mean because you you see it differently than what the picture with the, with the other person, the other photographer saw it as, but you right. want to see it in your eyes. Right. I completely, I I understand that so much. Right. Like and now, yeah. I really understand that yeah. so much. Yeah, I completely understand it because now I look at film pictures and I'd be like, well. This is not. This is. The, I don't know why this is getting all this attention. This is not a good picture. Like, the lighting is off. The face is down. You're supposed to be a little. It's not symmetrical. I. Don't, I don't get it. But now, now that I look at it, it's like I become a critic, even of my old work, and I have, I'm still like a newbie at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, wow. That's yeah. a, that's the thing with music and and photography. It's subjective. It's all it's all subject to somebody else's opinion of yeah. whether they think it's great or not. Yeah. And I've always put myself with, with music and photography. I've always mm-hmm. put myself in this position where someone else can look at it and judge it and judge me and say whether they think this is mediocre, this is good, yeah. or it, whether it's trash. Right, right, right. But artists are are sensitive to to, to criticism, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we I, are definitely are. I Shit. know, I know that whenever I put my heart into something, yeah. and, and I let it go, whether it was a song mm-hmm. or whether it was a a picture, mm-hmm. I felt that it was good, right? And, and I let it go, yeah. 
and whether it, people like it. I hope that they like it. Mm-hmm. If they don't like it, life goes on. <laughs> yeah. I got to show you on. some of my stuff, man, when we get done with this. Okay, but, man, okay. But, yo, oh, man, you just opened up a can of worms right there. Because how did you feel when you first, you got in, you started shooting? How did that go? Like, what was the first couple of things? Because I got so many questions. But what was the first couple of things you started shooting? What was, like, your big attention? Because for me, I know I, went, I started going to the park. That was, like, the first thing I started learning how to shoot on. Dude, the first thing... I don't remember what the first thing was that I started shooting. Mm-hmm. It may have been things in the house, in, in here, because right. I lived here since I was 25. Mm-hmm. But I had a friend, shout out to my man, DJ Major. Uh, his name is Tommy. Tommy started a mobile DJ company that he wanted to he wanted to get out of the clubs from DJing in the clubs, and he mm-hmm. wanted to start doing private events. Mm-hmm. So he said, Aunt, I see that you're taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're taking it serious. Yeah. I want to present to you an opportunity that whenever I have a client that wants to DJ, wants to MC, right. I can now include you for photography. Mm. Would you be down? There you go. That's dope. That sounds like a dope deal. And I deal. said, yeah, I'm down. Okay. And that's when things started to really get serious. And it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, no more playing around. Get serious. And these people want their pictures. And they want over 300 pictures. And they better be good. That's the pressure. It's the pressure. Yeah. It's the pressure, boy. Yeah. It's one thing. Listen, man. Uh, if there's any advice, if anyone's listening to this that is thinking about getting into any business anywhere, I want you to understand that when you decide to go into business for yourself, what you do and the quality of you, your work is your biggest asset. I don't care about how much money you spent. I don't care about the quality of gear you have. What's the most number one thing is the quality of your work Mm -hmm. and how much time you save those people. If -hmm. you're a time saver and your quality is good, people will always come back to you. That's something I just wanted to say real quick. Mm -hmm. And not to to draw away from what you're talking about, but but it's, it's, it's something I had to, I've had to realize over time when I've used people is like, yo, if you take up too much of my time or you don't give me good, if you, I don't see quality in your work, there's a lot of issues with that, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of issues with that. Now, that's a fact. Man. Yeah, when you were you were so when you started out, you were rolling with this man. Mm-hmm. How was your experience like rolling with him? And you're going to these. You, I'm guessing you're going to different places and mm-hmm. your different spots. How was it like? Now you now you got to shoot on these on on your camera. How was it? You getting there and being able to see what was a good shot, what was a bad shot. Did you you how was your margin for error and stuff? All right. It was a little scary. <laughs> Needless to say. It, it was a little scary yeah. because these people are opposing. I'm taking the picture and it better look good because how many times can you say, all right, one more, one more. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold on. One more, one more, one more. Hold on, one more, one more, one more. You, you don't want to be, you start to seem unprofessional. Yes. And people look at you like, who is this guy? Ugh. So... <laughs> What I would do is before any event, yeah. I would, if it was a Sweet 16, mm-hmm. I will go online and I will look at Sweet 16 pictures that other photographers have taken mm-hmm. and I will see what's important. And That's I would, wild I, smart. I would read about what is important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This 16-year-old, she's doing a Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Her mom and her dad are there and this almost like her introduction into becoming a woman Mm-hmm. You know, even though 18 is like the legal age, but yeah. it's, it's, she's at that age where she's in, entering that 
that that place of becoming a woman, mm-hmm. I would look at pictures and see what shots would seem to be important to people right. who were hiring photographers for these gigs. So whatever gig he said, aunt, we got a birthday party, mm-hmm. aunt, you're doing a wedding, mm-hmm. aunt, you're doing a sweet 16, mm-hmm. I would always go online and do research so I could see what's important when you're doing that event. Smart. And I was just like, that was the most priceless thing I could have done because... Besides being a newbie and yeah. being in something that you've never done before, yeah, that was my little bit of insight. We all want insight in life. We all, we all, we think, all want insight. Yo. You always want insight into your woman, mm-hmm. into the way that women mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. You want insight into uh, in, in business. Mm-hmm. When, if there were closed door meetings, you want to mm-hmm. know what was going on. You want to, you want insight. You want to yeah. know what's happening. How come I wasn't included? What mm-hmm. is going on? Uh, me, I'm a, I'm a inquisitive dude. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's happening. Yeah. What's, I, that's why I always got my ear to the street. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to see what's going on. I need to know what's happening. And that was my way of knowing what to expect before I got to the event. Yeah, I was, yo, I, I, wait, this, the way you said that was perfect because now, me being a newbie, now I look at YouTube and mm-hmm. I'm up on YouTube all day long and I'm just, Trying to understand how to shoot, where to shoot, mm-hmm. trying to get my focus points right, trying to understand what continuous is, when to do single shots, when you're supposed to do it. Like that all comes in experience, but you got a trial and error. Mm-hmm. Did you ever find yourself in a position like where you where you got back a client and the client was just like, "Yo, this sucks. You need to redo it." I've never had a client say this sucks. Mm-hmm. Whether whether they felt like it didn't suck or whether they didn't want to hurt my feelings, I don't know. Yeah, but, but I know that feeling too because you never know. You just never know. You never know. I, but I always defaulted back to Tommy, and I mm. said, "Tommy, what was the feedback?" He's like, "Yo, they love the pictures," mm. and that became a reoccurring statement. Yo, and they love the pictures. He never once said, "Yo, and man, they wasn't really happy with the pictures." I had never heard that because mm-hmm. I had made I made sure that I'm like, you know what, and, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you shoot an event and mm-hmm. I'm sending you anywhere from 200 to 500 pictures, <laughs> that's a n- lot of editing, bro. Not every Ooh. picture is going to be insane. Word, word. But you will find at least, I don't know, 50, you'll find at least 20 mm-hmm. that are just like, wow, this really captures the emotion of that specific mm-hmm. father and daughter dance, man. When. Mm-hmm. The tear, he's about to tear up, or you know, like there'll be some shots where I'm just like, wow, even I'm surprised. Like, <laughs> damn, bro, you took that? <laughs> Talking to myself. I'm like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the thing, you know, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get 500 pictures, but there's gonna be some shots in there that's gonna be like, wow, yeah. I love this. I love the way he did this. That's one, like, I definitely caught on to even now, it's like, um, you get a lot of positive feedback. But you, my mind goes when so when I don't get like immediate feedback, I'm like, okay, did things go bad. Hold on, let me just hit this person. Hey, did you everything good with the picks? Want to make sure you got them. Yeah. Sometimes I think about that, but then I'm like, nah, let me not be thirst bucket guy. But then I realize like it's just the artist in you that you just it is always going to be no matter what anybody says, as long as you're a creative approval from people, it's still there. 
Yeah. And I think that's I think that's legitimate on everybody. I think there's a handful of people who probably don't give a damn, mm-hmm. but there's something they want approval from. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to admit it or not, whether it's from family or anything I agree. like that. Now you're you're single at this point. Mm-hmm. You and that lady are no longer together. Right. You're, 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 you're venturing into this photography world and mm-hmm. you're still working. Mm-hmm. You're still working a full-time job yep. and going into this creative space. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, the, the creative vein in you is just, is like, this is what you're finding. You're beginning to get more and more into the creativeness of it. Mm-hmm. Now, most guys, they're about 32 and they're in their 30s. They're thinking about, well, I'm going to get this crib. I'm going to get this girl and we're going to get this house and like settling down and stuff like that. Now, were you surrounded by people settling down around you? Yeah. And people were settling down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, serious relationships all around me, engagements, people getting married, people having babies. That might be good for business. I don't know. Yeah. That... It, yeah. It was good for business. And, mm-hmm. but you know what? I hate to sound like this, but mm-hmm. if, if, some people don't have necessarily a big dream. Mm-hmm. Their dream may be having their wife, mm-hmm. having their kids, yeah. and family, and creating a family, their own family. That may be their dream. So you got some people who are just like, they don't aspire to be a rap artist. They don't as- aspire to be a dancer. They don't as- aspire to be a fashionista. They don't aspire to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. But what moves them is their family. Mm. They're passionate about their family. So even though at that point in time, after I had just got out of my relationship, I wasn't thinking about starting no family or getting mm-hmm. married or getting engaged or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I respect people that were because mm-hmm. that's your life. Your life is different than mine. And if you found love, if you if you found love, that's a beautiful thing. Right. Everybody wants love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And if that if that's what makes you happy, if you don't necessarily have a big dream, <laughs> if that is your dream, I respect it. Yeah. I totally feel that. I totally totally to feel have that. your house that you own that yeah. you don't have to you don't you're paying your mortgage to mm-hmm. and to to walk home and see your wife at home, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with your kids, I respect it I and, never, I, and I love it. I never even thought about it like that, but that's a very good point, bro. Like, I, I never thought about it in that terms. Like, some people are not dreamers. Some type of, some people don't think outside of being right. being great at something or having something exhibited in that and then being proud of it like that. They're right. just like, being stable and producing a family legacy to them is the biggest thing in their lives. And for years, I used to not think like that. I used to mm. be like, yo, bro, you ain't got no dreams. Yo, you're dead, yo. Mm. But we lived, people, some people fall into that world mm. of getting caught up in the world of, of of the, oh, you're working a corporate job, you're dead. Yeah, Something's wrong with you. You need to get out there and live your life. It's the, I call it the motivational bug. Mm-hmm. Like people get into this motivational world where everybody's supposed to be out living their dream when that's not reality. Some mm-hmm. people just wanted a, a better life than what they came from and having right. some stability is what they want. That's mm-hmm. a great point, man. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. Um, <laughs> Yo, so I have a question. Yeah. Every photographer has someone who inspires them. Who inspires you? Um, A photographer that inspires me? No, just in period. Oh, Everyone has an, a creative... I should say... Uh, I should have just said not a photographer... Creative inspiration. Everyone has a creative inspiration. Um, man, <laughs> I know it's a little bit of a tough question. I'm sorry. It, 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 no, it it really is, man. You know, um, it, I'm gonna start off with people around me that that inspire me. Right. Um, 
So when I was doing music, mm-hmm. uh, you know my boy Malcolm. Yes. Malk is very talented. So, you know, me and Malk used to make music. Sneaker master. Sne- and he, he, shout out to Malcolm Garrett. Yes, he yes. does the custom shoes now. Word. But Malcolm has gone through a bunch of things to try to find himself. He did mm. music with me. He rapped with me. Mm-hmm. He made, he produced beats. And I'm not talking no simple beats. I'm talking dope beats. Right. And he rhymed great. And he created like a, um, a fashion line. Mm-hmm. So... That's an example of people around me, close to me, that inspire me. So even though he's not a photographer, mm-hmm. he's still inspiring because I look at him and I'm just like, he's creating. Yeah. And I like yeah. people that create. So yeah. as far as somebody... I remember him. I remember him he, back in the day. He's, he was working at a dealership with me for two seconds. Oh, word? And then like he was working at a dealership for like two seconds on, on Route 4. And that was the last time I saw him for a while. Yeah. And then he then all of a sudden I see him on Instagram and he's been, he's been killing it ever since. I... I th- there's people around me that inspire me, and they mm. may not even know that they inspire me. And um, it's it's just it's sort of like a steel sharpened steel type of deal. Yes. So when I see my friends that actually are, are creatives creating, yeah, it makes me stay on my path of creating. So right. he's still creating. Yeah. Like um, so used to be a DJ, and mm. I used to be like, damn man. How do you know to just start blending that song <laughs> in there, yo? It sounded so good. Right, right. My boy Tommy, DJ Major, he's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Damn, dude, you caught that so nice mm-hmm. on the blend. Mm-hmm. I, little things like that, yeah. I care about. And I'm paying attention and I'm looking at it. Right, right, right. And I love it because yeah. he's seeing that people like it. He's mm-hmm. getting a reaction from the crowd. There's people around me that inspire me. Right. Now, there are some photographers that like I follow. I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. And mm-hmm. I, I may not even remember some of their names. Right, right, right. But I'm, when they see him in my feed, I'm like, yeah, this dude is killing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a guy, um, Mr. G- Guerrero um, from New York. Jose Guerrero? He's a, yeah. he's a, yeah. he's, Jose he, he, yeah. he does a lot of models. He does dope. Yeah, I his, follow him. I follow him. He does a lot of models. His work is crazy. Yeah, but man. not only does he get these beautiful women that mm-hmm. want to work with him, what he gives you as the final product is so dope, man. He, and he works with his lady, Blue Gem, and yeah. they, they collaborate on stuff. And I think that's so dope, a man and his lady collaborating, making right. these crazy, like... That's how my, uh, my guy, Manny Ortiz, the same thing with him and his wife. So dope, Yeah, man. man. I, think, I think it's dope when a, when a woman is in it with her man and they're making things together. It's I think beautiful. It's very hard to be a creative and your woman is completely not <laughs> involved in it. Like, yeah. my lady, she's supportive... But I know that she needs to see me, she needs to see me bring home the bread. She, right. I know at the end of the day, like she's gonna bring home her bread. But right. I know at the end of the day, she's gonna need to see me bring home the bread too because she's got to trust that we're gonna be able to take care of ourselves. Because a woman, to a, I, I realized this as I got older. The biggest thing to a woman is stability. Mm-hmm. If you ain't stable, they ain't trying to hear you. Because a woman will be with an ugly man who is stable before she be with an ugly man who is not. Yeah. And I never. That's one thing. <sighs> You're right. It's the realest thing in the world, yo. They will mm-hmm. stay with a man who is trash. As long as he's good looking, he's serving, he's, he's, he's doing what he got to do. It, but he's, he brings home the money. And, that, and it's crazy how that goes for a guy who's a creative. Now, for a woman that's a creative, it's hard for her because I think a lot of guys, it's hard for her to be with. If she makes more money or does better than the man, that man's got to accept the fact your woman is a big time creator. You got to like... Kind of humble yourself, humble mm-hmm. down, and I think it's hard for a lot of women who are in that field to find find a man who is willing to let her play the main role and sit back. That's, yeah. a, that's a difficult thing, I think, in a lot of ways, man. Yeah, man, you you make a good point, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some women are watching from a distance. They, they some women they're supportive. Yes, they're very supportive, and yeah. then some are just like, "This is a hobby <laughs> that you have yeah. until you really start making money from it." And yeah. I need you to be real with yourself. Yes, you're gonna have some women like that. Yeah, they were they they. Some women are going to test you as a man, yes, and they, they want you to be a man. Yeah. And if, as a man, you're supposed to be a provider and be stable, right. they're going to test you on that. That's what they sold us. That's that's, that's what they been, that's what we've been sold, baby. That's what we've been sold, and we all bought it. And we and we all bought. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, at this point, mm-hmm. I don't have any woman looking at me and judging me and assessing whether I am successful or not in my photography business. Right. 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 And I'm cool with that. The right woman will align herself with me mm-hmm. when it's time, and I'm not really worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Right now is my time to carve my space. Yeah. To make to 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 to, to build to grow my business to make beautiful pictures mm-hmm. to make people happy. That's the end result. Like yeah, I need to get paid, yes. but I need to make sure that these people will feel like yo, you were the best decision for this man. Do you get a lot Thank of? You. Do you get a lot of business from the referral? Is that like yes. referrals? Like the referral is your lifeblood at the yes. end of the day. Yeah. Referrals, word of mouth is the best promo you can ever have Dig because that, everybody wants to con- Everybody wants a suggestion from somebody. Yeah. I'm about to do this mm-hmm. who do you suggest exactly and if they said su- and if they ramble off your name within the first two or three names then you're doing a good job right that's yo <laughs> it's it's such a feeling when you when someone says yo my man um i got recommended by such and such that mm-hmm. you did before like i like i remember when you first shot for me and i think you got a baby it was a baby shoot for for after yes. that. Yeah, after that, because yes. I'm like, after. yo, my man's dope. Like, go ahead, here's his, his number. Call him. Like, yes, yeah. I did. And, and they, thank you. No problem, brother. I was like, I knew what I know what that's like. You know what I mean? Like, it's so important. People really don't understand why why we get so crazy about social media stuff and why we want our credits. It's because you don't understand when you post your credits. You if you post our stuff or you put our stuff up there with our names on it. That's our advertisement. Yes. Nobody got money for all these other advertisers all day long. When you post that stuff, you give us our credit, man. That's our biggest advertiser. There's, you don't know who's looking at your picture who might need a photographer Amen. or might need a videographer or might need somebody to do digital work for them. Those things mean a lot to people, creative people, because that's the only advertisement we got. Amen. And, and I do feel funny sometimes when someone is not... Shouting out the photographer, Yo. And, it, and it happens. It happens from time to time, Yo. and I'd have to check myself, and f- I have to find my. Yeah. I have to ask myself, "Yo, are you taking this too serious? Mm-hmm. Are you being too sensitive about this? No, or is it? Yo, that's the right thing to do." But some people are so caught up in their picture, and some people, mm-hmm. I've done shoots for people. Mm-hmm. They don't want, and the pictures come out great. They yeah. don't want other people to know who's taking these great pictures for them. That's they, nuts. It's almost like they want to keep keep it as a secret and keep it to themselves. So they can own, yeah. They don't want to know. Who, let people know who their plug is. Who is making me look so good? That's so wild, man. You don't understand. Yo, creative people, we have to eat. We don't eat like, I'm going to tell you right now, creative people don't normally eat like everybody else, my G. We don't have somebody sending us a check every month, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Our checks come from from people knowing who we are, our ability to use some of that money for advertising online, 
and then from the ability of getting referrals of people putting on it. Like, you've done plenty of weddings. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you had not done a couple of weddings Mm -hmm. good, you wouldn't have got those other weddings. Right. So it's like, please, I I hate to say this, I can't believe you say this, always give the photographer credit. Always. It's legit. It's a legit thing. It is a thing. Yes, he has a right, he or she has a right to get tight at you if you don't do it and say something to you because he or she... You might think, oh, it's just an IG pic. No, you have. You, if you have eighteen thousand followers, there's at least three people in there that might give us business. Word. So we need that look. It's very important, and it means a lot. It goes. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And for for people, for the creatives that are just doing the creative work, yeah. like you said, they're not getting that check on the fifteenth and the thirty first. Nope. So. Anything you can do to to showcase their work and put it out there is it goes a long way. You're literally yeah. you literally helping someone eat. <laughs> you literally are. You, so are. And it's no sad, idea. I'm not even joking. Yeah. You are helping someone Word. eat. You're helping someone pay the light bill. Yeah, man. The gas and electric bill. That's what you are doing. That's mm-hmm. what you're contributing to. So it's very real. When you don't when you give those looks to those people, you're helping out their cause. Mm-hmm. And Listen, we can't get those looks that you want because without getting those other those like those other those other words of mouth because we need to pay for all this gear. Mm-hmm. And let me tell y'all something. For all my photographers out there, you know what I'm talking about. When you drop below, when you get below like 3.5 and you're dropping for those who don't know, that's the aperture. Mm-hmm. Those who photographers know what I'm talking about. And you're dropping down below that, things start getting real Very expensive. expensive. <laughs> so so, yeah. so can you talk about to when you're getting to the gear, mm-hmm. and you're and for those who aren't photographers, I know some of you guys are going to tune out at this point, but let's put it this way: for photographers, we have these things we call them lenses. Lenses are the most expensive part of our our um, our bag of stuff that we use for tools. And we have, you know, people always say you can have any body, but you got to have good glass. Mm-hmm. See, when you're a photographer, you're creative. So you know what you're doing. You're shooting. You have an idea of what you want to shoot. You have an idea of what you're trying to create. But if you don't have the glass to create it, it's worthless. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Because you have the look in your head, but you can't manufacture that look without some type of glass. Can you talk about how expensive this 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 movement and how you get there can be? Um Lenses are expensive. I'm not even gonna BS. Lenses are expensive. They can be when you add up the lenses, it could be thousands of dollars. Yes, that could be spent. So, you know, I did research. I did research. I found lenses that were were within my budget, and I think my my budget probably for lenses was anything less than 400. I think I would entertain. So I don't know if I even have a lens that costs me more than four hundred dollars. I, I, I may not. <laughs> I, I may. I may have. I can't even remember how much this was. This this may have. For those who may, are not maybe, looking, at it, for my yeah. photographer homies, I think was like a that's a seventy to seventy to two hundred seventy two hundred. Yeah. That's the four aperture. Th- four aperture. Now that's the banger body. That's the one. That, that's the one that you have to have if you're going to move into certain certain photography things. So let me just break this down to you guys. So a photographer is he he or she can't get a necessary won't be able to get certain gigs if you don't have the certain gear. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I was on, I was on Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up, you know, real estate photography. How much they would, you know, what's the what do they want? Mm-hmm. Dude was like, they were like, well, you got to have a fourteen to sixteen. 
mm-hmm. and you got to be full, full, full frame. frame, full frame. And I didn't, I'm sitting up there like, so I go look for what's comparable to the, to the camera body that I have for all my Nikon, Nikon shooters, what's good. Um, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was 700 to $1,400 and that's A-Lens people. That's A-Lens. For some people, that's their rent. For some people, that's your car payment. For some people, that's your mortgage. Yeah, man. It's, and it's, it's not a cheap thing. This is why we stress so hard about, hey, make sure you put our credit on it, or at least you know, make sure you let a friend know about our stuff. Yeah, we're trying to get that money back that we, sp- we, yeah. we spend on some lenses. And yeah. you know, um, it may take a f- couple months to get the money back, but at least you could feel like, man, at least I got the money back. That I sp- it, was wor- <laughs> it was worth it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It was worth it. And, and sometimes when you can't afford the lens, you really just have to rely on settings and mm-hmm. just uh, studying the craft. Yeah. Rely on settings and, and just setting it up to be a good p- picture, whether you have that expensive lens or not. Yeah. Um, you know, so... I'm big on composition. I look at the thirds, the rule of thirds. You know, I'm big on composition, big on the rule of thirds. Um, And I don't like poses so much. I I think anybody can pose. You know what I mean? You're like candid. You're a candid shooter? I I really like a lot of candids, man. Me too, man. You know, I I, I love candids, man. Things, they know I'm around, Mm -hmm. but they don't know that. I'm shooting right now. Exactly. They see me around, but they don't know I'm shooting right now. I love those. I'm in the zone, like, I'm I'm in my best zone. When I am, when I am just floating around and no one's posing, because mm-hmm. I'm just getting, I'm getting all the good shots at that point. You don't even know I'm there, mm-hmm. but I'm getting my best shots when when you yeah. give me that chance. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And like when you're in that zone, and I'm I'm new to this, so I I don't I can't necessarily speak on. I've had a lot of a lot of shoots where I can talk about everything, but I can I know for a fact mm-hmm. my best shots always come from when person when the person Candace. is not even not even yeah. there and I'm I'm conveying because I can convey all the like I still have trouble with composition, but I can when it comes down to knowing where I want that person to be at that moment, pop pop I'm right there mm-hmm. I got that click mm-hmm. and I think that's the, that's the, one of the best things ever so I I completely agree with you on that level when you look at your 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 work now. Mm-hmm. What has been your most, what are you most proud of? <laughs> you know, um, what, as funny as it sounds, events are really cool for the payday, and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times what I'm most proud of is actually when I was one-on-one with somebody, and it's almost like... Portraits and stuff? Portraits, man. Yeah. Solo shoots. Like, yeah. just you and that person talking, mm-hmm. vibing seeing where you want to go with the shoot, what their expectations are, what mm-hmm. they want it to look like, mm-hmm. you know, what they envisioned. I actually enjoy that and that creative process the mm-hmm. most. I got you. Um, but, you know, weddings, sweet 16s and gigs like that, events, they're good for a payday. Right. And I do enjoy them because they're always a celebration. Yeah. And I'm now at the celebration. I'm getting paid to be at the celebration. I'm documenting the celebration and they even had a table for me to sit down, enjoy some food, and take a break at the celebration. Sweet. I And <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah. You're around so much. I went to one wedding recently. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, it was um, maybe it was last year in October. Mm-hmm. This wedding was so full of positive energy. I could feel it. I don't think I've ever felt anything like this before. Wow. It was so much like you love. You were at church, baby. <laughs> Dude, it was so much positive energy. Yeah. I felt like I was part of the family. 
they were just like happy, like, you know, like, like, hey, come in, come in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like I was a part of the family. Now, did they get you to drink, man? Let me ask you the weddings. No. How did, did they be passing you drinks? Because I've seen weddings where they'd be like, yo, Yo, don't worry about it. Of course. Yeah. They they'll always ask you if you want if you want a drink, especially yeah. if they see you doing your job. Yeah. If yeah. you're doing your job, they will ask you if you want a drink. Yeah. Now, I don't drink. Right, right. I stopped right. drinking when I was like 24, 25. I didn't know that, bro. Yeah. Stop playing. Yeah. Yo, word. Yeah, I stopped drinking around I 24, thought you were 25. a hen drinker, like, like you know. I used to drink hen in yeah. college, yeah, yeah. Straight. Me and Seth. <laughs> Seth, Seth was my roommate. We God, to, man. Seth, man. Yeah. God rest. R.I.P. R.I.P. God rest dead. R.I.P. Yeah, mm. we used to keep Henny in the fridge, man. The small little fridge. Yeah, Hennessy was my best friend. Wow. I loved Hennessy. Put me in a good. Gr- <laughs> put me. I was either. I, it did make me angry sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, angry ant moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, Hennessy though. Hennessy will take you there. Hennessy used to take me to sometimes a dark place. Yeah. I used to make me used to make me really um, a little bit more confrontational. Yeah. Um, I've never seen this before. FYI, everyone. And yeah. is and is just always and is like fucking silk, man. Smooth, just the smoothest dude in the room. Like, yeah, what's up? What's going on? And is always very calm and he's very smooth, man. That's why I, I, you angry. I think I've seen it maybe once, but this is high school, so this doesn't really even count now at this point. You know, my thing is, if I'm constantly surrounded by people that I care about and that I love, mm-hmm. they're very rarely going to see me be angry. I got you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But once in a while, either someone who doesn't know you can do something, or someone that you cared about right. betrays you, or um, took you for granted, mm-hmm. or... Um, it just didn't communicate well. That can make you make me angry towards someone I love and I care about. Gotcha. So I'm all about respect. I give yeah. so much respect to people, and I expect it, be, expect it back. Yeah, you do, bro. You know what I you mean? You do. So, I can't front on that, my so dude. Th- th- that's, I'm I'm big on that. Do the right thing. Do right by me. Yeah. Don't take me for granted. Don't try to undermine me because some people think they're slick. I'm very my intuition and I'm very you know intuitive mm-hmm. and into things and I pick up things don't insult my intelligence spidey man. sense is high right. B. Exactly. spidey sense is high other than that we're good I I, I, I rather laugh <laughs> I rather laugh than want to choke somebody I dig you know it. what I'm saying I dig it I rather, that's just me when, yo man like oh man what was I gonna say like it was uh, it, when you were talking about you know how how much like like I guess like not drinking and stuff like that, and you're at these weddings and you're shooting it. How is like it is a lot of pressure. Very. Those, people don't seem to understand that. There's a lot of pressure when you're you're shooting those kind of it's events. A lot of pressure, man. It's, a lot. It's like I I never really realized, but then I started watching a lot of like um, big YouTubers and and they would talk about like wedding photography, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, "Don't do it. Don't even think about doing it." If you're not going to be the second shooter on the first try, don't even don't do it. Don't shoot it by yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I like I didn't understand it, and then I spoke to you, and then I was like, oh, I get it. Now I understand. It is hectic. It yeah. is hectic. Yeah. People don't understand that wedding day could start at 10 a.m. Where mm-hmm. if this person says, "And I want you to come to the hotel," and when you get to the hotel, mm-hmm. you're gonna start taking shots of me getting my makeup done and my hair done. Mm-hmm. So you start there. You get you getting shots of the hair and the makeup, the mm-hmm. dress, the mm-hmm. shoes, the ring, the bouquets, mm-hmm. the bridesmaids. Then maybe having a little drink, mm-hmm. playing around on the bed, just having a good time before it's time. Then she's putting on the dress. Then you want to get to her and the dress and the mom helping 
standing out with the dress and the earrings and mm. you know what I mean, all of these little details, then you want to get, what is the groom doing? If you don't have a second shooter, mm. got, ladies, I'll be back. I have to go get the groom. You got to go now, find the groom. You want to get him, put him on his shoes, his cufflinks, mm. his his vest, his suit, Whoa. his best man. You haven't you, even you, gotten to the limo yet. You <laughs> haven't even gotten to the limo yet, but you are there at 10 a.m. Then you get to the groom. Then you're getting his shots. Then you get the groomsmen and him hanging out and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, um, I'm out, guys. I got to go get to the church. Mm-hmm. All right? I'll be at the church, and when you guys roll up, I'll get shots of you guys coming out the limo. So then now I'm, I'm out. I'm out to the church. So now I'm mm-hmm. at the church. I'm running around. I'm getting to church before everybody gets there, get picking up details in the church. Right. Then they arrive. All right? They arrive. Each bridesmaid is c- coming out. You got to get them. Get them. Bridesmaid, bridesmaid one, two, three, four, five, Ooh. six. Get the bridesmaid. Uh, the, the, the bride is coming out. Snap, 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 snap. The dress. She's walking up the stairs. You want to get her. Her. Guys are already. Let's say the guys already came and I snapped them. Mm-hmm. They're they're standing inside. They're waiting for the bride to to, to walk in with her dad. Right. I you're mo- you're moving all so many moving parts. You're moving all over the damn place. Oh, Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a guideline or you have not done it before, you are going to be in for a ride <laughs> of your life Yo. because after that ceremony is over, it's only one p.m. Mm-hmm. And then you still have the reception that's going to start. Let's say the reception starts at four. You still have four to like maybe, I'm going to say eight to 10 o'clock. And, and that's s- if they start at four. Yeah. And you still got to take shots in between then. You got to, then you, after the church, let's go to the park. We got to go to the park. Yeah, so now you're at the park, right? Doing park shots. So yeah. now you're at the park and you're doing park shots and yeah. bridesmaids and this yeah. and that and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, reception. <sighs> then it's to the reception. If you did not eat. Yeah, because I'm about to say, when did you have time to eat? You, you got to have breakfast before you roll out mm-hmm. and you got to fit in some way, somehow. Maybe lunch, or if you're lucky, you grab some stuff from that co- the cocktail hour before the reception. <laughs> oh my god! You need energy. Yeah, you gotta have energy. You gotta keep you, you're running around. It's not you should a, keep. You gotta keep a Snicker bar in your coat pocket. Like okay, it is not a game. Oh my god! It is not a game. It is real deal. And I'm not trying to scare anybody listening. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that. There's a difference between the the small wedding that happens, a civil ceremony that happens at the courthouse. Yeah. And there's a difference between the person who was rented out a hall mm-hmm. and you had to meet up with them at the hotel, you go into the church, then you go into the park, then you go into the reception. Right. By the time you get home, you have worked maybe a 13-hour day. Right. And your legs are f- and your rubber legs are rubber. The next day, you feel like you worked out because <laughs> you were walking and running all over the damn place. What's the turnaround time they be asking for something like that? Yo? Turnaround um, time's got to be nuts, man. I used to turn these around in two weeks, but now mm. I ask for 30 days. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. When I first started, I was doing it twenty uh, two weeks because I just felt like um, they, they're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. Let me get this to them. They're waiting. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, I, and for me to do a good job and not stress myself out... Mm-hmm. I need 30 days. Yeah, because you're you know? reviewing a thousands of photos yeah, at that point. Yeah, a bunch of uh, hundreds and hundreds of photos. So, I mean, shit, I've done events and I've come home with like 
a thousand photos and I'm doing this is just a one event and I'm like yo like I gotta go I have to go through each one of these and it would take some time yeah, it takes time it takes time and then when you gotta go and you gotta be like okay this sucked this is good this is bad oh this is terrible oh no okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the hell was I doing here yes. okay but mm-hmm. but like I like like you said you gotta take you gotta take your time now I, I understand now why you say look I need to stretch a little time on this. Mm-hmm. And if they want prints, that's a whole other thing. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. Want, they want prints and everything. Then we're talking about a whole other story right here. Yeah. So backtrack all the way in, mm-hmm. and we go all the way back here. So now you're in this stage, and you've developed a business. You're a legit entrepreneur. I know this. I use you. You're my, you're my photography guy. When yeah. I go to you, I go to you about stuff all the time and when I need something. Yeah. Now, you've, you're in this business, and... You know, you're you're doing multiple businesses at this point, and you're doing a lot of things. How do you find yourself now, and you've grown into this creative space now that you are? What, where would you say you are now creatively? I'm at the best I've ever been, and it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very different than when I first started, man. Mm -hmm. Some pictures just have a soul. Mm. To them, man. They just tell a story, man. They mm-hmm. just capture the 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 moment, the feeling, the 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 happiness, the emotions uh, of some people. The, the it's just it's at the best I've ever been, man. And it's because I've educated myself, you know, right. on settings. I've educated myself on composition. I've edu- yeah. educated myself on. Lightroom, and mm. when I have a question, I really do try to find the answer because somebody else out there has asked the same question before. Okay, so it's got to be out there. Someone's got to have an answer, or some somewhere near the answer that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy with the creative space that I'm at. I'm at right now. Um, is there always room to improve? Of course, you're never the best. That's the thing. I, we, me, and you can open up Instagram right now yeah. if we wanted to, and we could go hashtag wedding photographer, and you will see some stuff that will blow your mind. Right, and it'll make you second guess yourself and what the hell you're doing. <laughs> I've I've done that, and, and uh, I've done that. It's hard as of when you're starting out as a photographer. And you probably can speak to this when you're starting out anything. You get into the comparison game, and you will fail. Oh, that is the worst. Fucking thing! I think anyone's ever invented is this is this comparison game. It's like you can never, because you're never going to be the best photographer in the world because there's always, always someone. It's better. like it, this is not like Highlander where it could only be one, my friends. No, this is literally all thing, all jokes aside. This is literally like there's a million of you and they're all within you're all within your state limit. I'm gonna give you keep it honest with you and. There's there's some kid out there who has a croc body. For those who don't know, the smaller body camera is a beginner camera that probably can shoot better than me and him, and probably doesn't even know it. He's just taking shots for his friends. What? They, <laughs> they exist. <laughs> and this, it's, this, his game is crazy, man. One time, one time I was shooting, and um, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting another young um, photographer, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I got a chance. You know, we ended up following each other on Instagram, and now I look at her. She's probably only twenty, twenty-one years old, but I look at her pictures. I'm like, wow, man, I. I'm creating this stuff at 30-something. You're yeah. creating this stuff at 20. This is unbelievable. And it's just almost like a young rapper. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. It, it's like that young rapper that's 17 that's just killing it. You mm-hmm. know, who's just nice. It's mm-hmm. just, But, you know, it, it, it's beautiful, man. Just a beautiful thing, man. I, I, I'm, I, I'm enjoying the ride. 
I'm and, enjoying the ride. And that's and that's that's and, uh, and so everybody, man, this is why I wanted to have this guy on this podcast. Like I've seen his growth and I've seen his his ability to find his path and he's Thanks, man. he stayed on it like when I mean I tell you man it's not easy to come from where we come from and decide to go from another direction. There's a lot of lot of discontent with that. But he did it, and he's been doing it for a long time. So, man, when you see this dude, man, give him his respect, man, because he's, he's one of the few people who I can honestly say thank you. He's brother. not changed up. He's been who he is, and he's he's stayed on his grind, and he's he's a shooter's shooters, as we as we as we say. Thanks, man. Not a problem, bro. Like, so tell them where they can find you, man. All right, Instagram. It is uh, ads photography yeah. dot info. Yes. Um, so that's the Instagram. The website is www.adsphotography.info. Make sure it's .info and not .com. It's mm-hmm. definitely .info. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, ADS Photography. If, if some, There's probably some other ADS Photographies out there. That's just how life is. But yeah. I'll be the one in Teaneck, New Jersey. <laughs> um, and the, the logo has red letters in it. Yes. Um, so that's the Instagram, that's the Facebook, and that's the website. And um, yeah, man, that's pretty much that's that's pretty much where I where I put my display my work. When can what can they expect from you in the coming months? Anything coming up? Anything you want people to be checking for? Um, in the coming months, so um, you know, uh, so we're in April, April, May, June. You know, I got some events coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, some are even family oriented, and some are just friends that are booking me for for milestones in their lives. Um, if you just like to look at dope photos, man, and some stuff I'm going to shoot just with, you know, just what I want to shoot or what I like and, Mm -hmm. you know, freelance it. But if you want to check out stuff from like events and like just people having a good time. Mm -hmm. And I also do uh, work with Life Touch, which is, um, you guys heard of Life Touch. It's Mm -hmm. like the national... Um, uh, portrait studios that it probably did our high school shoots. Yeah, probably did our middle school shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do work with them, but yeah. I do, I focus on sports, sports right. journalism. You know, you see some of that on my page as well. You know, mm-hmm. so um, what's really dope is is really working with somebody can now take you to another path because they may know somebody mm-hmm. that needs photography work right. or they need a creative right. that wants that that needs to be a part of something they got going on so it's just it's a lot it's, 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 dope. It's, 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 it's dope it's dope it's dope it's just it's dope it just you know you it's like we always say man it's like our word is our bond yeah so we really have to stick to what we do and what we say has to be has to be locked in because we that's our that's what we that's our golden rules. If I say I can got to make it happen, I got to make it happen. Listen, Ant Man, thank you so much, of man. Of course, I man. really appreciate thank, it. Thank you, thank you for being thank on my you. show, of man. Of course, man. I hope Anytime. that I hope that you guys pay attention to everything we talked about, man. Today, we a lot of information there, man. For anybody who wants to get into photography and everything, this podcast will definitely help you. Um, listen, thank you, everybody, who's been tuning in, man. The numbers have been looking great. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this is episode twelve. I'm really. I'm really actually did 12 episodes. It's wild. I just want to say congrats to you, you, man. Thank you. Congrats to you. You, you, I, before you end, I'm sorry to mess, mess up your your closure. (laughs) It's all good. I just want to say that there's not too many people like you that want to give people a platform to express themselves. And this is not an overnight thing that that you've done. I remember Circle circle of Success. Circle of of Success. success. Yeah, CLS. I I remember that, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've been doing this a long time. And 
I appreciate that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I pay attention to everything. Thank that's you. Why I, that's why you know, I let you know. <laughs> I, you, yeah. You're 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 a good dude, man. Thank Ain't you. Ain't too many of you. Nah, man. I appreciate that, man. And see, sometimes when you give people platforms, man, it, so much can happen, man. Don't be afraid to humble yourself, pull yourself in the situation, and give other people the shine because at the end of the day, they shine, you shine. So always remember that, man. Listen, I gotta go now, man. Y'all stay up, man, and um. You know what time it is, man. I'll see y'all next week, man. Stop yes, playing sir. around, man. Download Podbean, iTunes, all right? Yes, Peace. Sir.